point is that no matter what, I still want to be able to say, I, a pretty girl in fabulous shoes, save the galaxy. Yes. Thank you. Please throw all roses right here. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. This is episode 137, recorded on November 5th, 2014. And we're going to review the new anthology from Mad Norwegian Press, Chicks Dig Games. And we'll do a wrap about how we've been geeking out this week. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening to Game on Girl. At DragonCon two years ago, Rhonda ran into Lars Peterson, right? Pearson. 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 Lars Pearson. And he had this great idea for an anthology uh, talking about chicks and games. And they do a series. Mad New Egypt Press has a series of books called Chicks Dig dot dot dot. And gaming was going to be their next big topic. And so he let us know about it. And we've kind of been following the progression of this anthology for it since pretty much its inception, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I even submitted an article for it. He had asked me for a submission, and I think they just got tons and tons of submissions, which yes. you can imagine. Yeah, you can imagine, because as we well know, chicks definitely dig games. Oh, yeah. So he was kind enough to send us review copies, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the articles that we read in it today. Yeah, if uh, anybody's uh, not familiar, they have covered all kinds of things from... Uh, Chicks Dig, um, Josh Whedon, Chicks Dig, uh, Doctor Who, um, just all, all kinds of books in the series. You can find it on their website. But um, yeah, mostly I got I got started reading the the essays and I just <laughs> ran into a variety of uh, just wonderful quotes that I felt like that we could tease our reader, our listeners with yeah. um, to to draw them into these individual stories that just have a wide range. Uh, some of them discuss their career paths. Some of them discuss their childhood gaming memories. Um, some discuss how it was being a, a woman or uh, another gender in trying to uh, grow up in a community that didn't accept who they were, or what they mm-hmm. were interested in. Yep. Um, in one story, uh, it talked about how gaming helped when they were growing up trying to find their place in the world. And I'm not going to tease any authors or anything. I think these quotes are just kind of, kind of beautiful just to get you into it. But uh, they said, who would have thought that just being able to pretend through some pixels on a screen would be able to give that little boy such relief. I remember I read that one too. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember I get, I'm getting chills with you reading it. Um, that's a very profound story. And I really want people to go and read it because it really kind of moved it, it very much that that article in particular very much deals with a lot of the stuff that I wanted and I want Game on Girl to be dealing with how you can empower yourself through through gaming and how that that moves not just from the game, but into your into your real life, into your physical life. And yeah, that one was really awesome. Uh, yeah. One of the ones that uh, stuck in my head, because there are some that 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 move you emotionally in both directions. And this Mm -hmm. one just, it just made me laugh out loud. She was talking about her love of, um, 
the travel type games, uh, things like uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and and different other games like that. And there was a quote in there that just uh, I just died laughing. She said, by traveling ever westward, I permanently lost a day that I will never regain unless I circle the globe by going east. <laughs> and actually, the games ha- inspired her to go out into the world and to travel like mm-hmm. some of her favorite characters did. Yeah, yeah. Did you see there was somebody cosplaying uh, Carmen Sandiego at Geek Girl Con? Did you see her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I saw it was funny because the first time I saw her, I was uh, I was actually looking down from um, the second floor of the um, conference center, and there's glass where the escalators are. And all of yeah. a sudden, I saw a red coat <laughs> with a red hat and a yellow scarf, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> yeah, I loved I love that the- game. I loved yeah. that game. I, I played hours and hours of that game growing up. I just thought it was fantastic. So. Yeah, the, the 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 essays really bring up some mm-hmm. some great memories and and, and you, you experience a sense of community reading them. Absolutely. Like you, you see know. yourself and you you understand, you know, that someone else had a an experience similar to yours or somebody else had a completely different experience. Um there was one that I read that was actually by a non-gamer. <laughs> who played portal and um and actually really enjoyed her experience playing portal and i thought that was really a fascinating sort of case study of uh Mm -hmm. the power of games to kind of introduce you to you know new things and new problem solving tactics yeah and speaking of problem solving we've we've often talked here about um how gaming can uh be beneficial how many how many Mm -hmm. different types of gamification that there are and one of them, let's see if I can let, find where she, yeah, um, how gaming improved her work skills. She was um, a, a biologist, a scientific um, lab researcher, and she processed test results from in the health community. And it was very important to have um, uh, an analytical and curious nature to be able to figure out whether or not that an anomaly was genuine and whether there was really a problem or whether or not there was a a kink in the system somewhere. Right. She said she was very bad at it. (laughs) This is something I just was not good at doing. She goes, I was a great biologist. I love doing that. But when it came to that type of thinking, I just wasn't very good. And Mm -hmm. she started playing games and especially uh, like role playing games, tabletop games. And discovered very quickly that she needed to ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. before just diving through a gate and discovering a giant right. boss. Right. <laughs> uh, what she said was, uh, once I started investigating potential traps in the gaming world, questioning the status quo in the real world became second nature. I love it. Just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yep. yep. She improved her work skills. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, one of the panels that I went to when we were at PAX East, uh, someone said it was talking about gamification. And I don't remember who the presenter was, but he said that he learned about financial planning from uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, that's fantastic. And his his example was, he's like, I realized that, you know, by having just a job and not, you know, I only had one sunflower. And you can't live your life with only one sunflower. 
Oh, well, that's, that's such a simple philosophy. And it, anybody can understand that. Right, exactly. I mean, you, you know exactly what you're, you can't beat any level, except maybe the very, very first one when they're teaching you how to play the game with one yeah. sunflower. So you have to have more sunflowers. And you can't expect the windfall of sun to fall from the sky because throughout your day, mm-hmm. the sun goes away and it's not falling from the sky anymore. So it was, it oh. was really, it was, it stuck with me, obviously. That was two years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> But along the same kinds of lines. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, another one that um, kind of got to me because um, this girl really, really loved math. And mm-hmm. I loved math in school. Just loved it. Sicko. And I love you, but you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> me and my spreadsheets. Yes, you and your spreadsheets. <laughs> but uh, it, she, it, she was sort of, you know outside the scope of things it's like you know you don't want to take math yes she does she loves it and um she discovered a way of using math and enjoying it and being a hero Mm -hmm. and it was in uh playing uh tabletop games pen and pencil games and uh, it's probably my favorite teaser out of the in, in the entire book if someone were to use a tagline um she's talking about the character she created called redraw and what she says is on every other sunday i played wild cards using the champions system where my seemingly useless deuce redraw would eventually bring about the most epic dice roll of my gaming career. <laughs> and from there, I mean, and I, I'm not much for the details of a desktop game, but she laid this story out in such a beautiful fashion that I could see the entire group sitting around the room in anticipation of what she was about to do. And she told them, I looked at my stats, did some quick math, yay math, <laughs> and announced... Redraw looks around and says, you should go without her. (laughs) That's beautiful. That is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yay, math. (laughs) I'm glad some people in the world love math. It's important. (laughs) (laughs) Some people do. (laughs) Yes. Some people who are not me. <laughs> what about uh, gaming memories? Did any of the stories bring up any uh, any specific gaming memories for you? Uh, there was one that was talking about um, text-based adventures. Oh, yeah. And um, that always brings me back to playing Zork with my dad. Um, and um, uh, I think they were talking about having somebody else have to give them directions about how to get to places. <laughs> And that was pretty much the dynamic. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. always keep track of where I was. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, that, that, and I didn't really, I hadn't really remembered that aspect of gaming with my dad until, until I read that piece. And I was like, oh, that's right. I remember that, that experience. <laughs> yeah. There was, uh, there was also a story about, um, a girl who I accidentally probably was the very first professional gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, she was talking yeah, about yeah, <laughs> how she, uh, she uh, was so into games and computers, but they couldn't get any at home. They couldn't right. get them. And so she would go to the computer store and stand there playing the game. And all of this was new to the mm-hmm. public. Right. And uh, she said, all of a sudden, they had big sales off of me playing that game and asked if I wanted to stop by and do that more often. 
That's you imagine awesome. being a kid and having the right. store say, uh, can you come back next can Saturday back? and just stand there and play that game? Exactly. Can you come back and do this again, please? <laughs> And a lot of these these people were uh, a lot of these women were involved in um, pivotal moments in uh, gaming history. Mm-hmm. There's one story written by um, a woman who was involved with a company that brought about Magic the Gathering. Right. And she said, I remember seeing Magic when they were developing the idea before they before it's ever published. I remember seeing Magic and saying, guys, this is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I bet we make at least a million dollars. It's like, that's so cute. Yes. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? What, I mean, you, you imagine yourself being there at those moments. Right, exactly. You know, when those big things are, are um, born. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, the inception yeah. Yeah. And you, and you get to be you, you get to read these stories of, of the events where these people were there yep. and, and involved in that. It was just really great. But uh, cool. any right. other memorable stories for you? Uh, I think we hit on all the ones that were standouts for me. Yeah. Yeah. But well, definitely we, go pick it up. Yeah. It we, out. we encourage you guys if you if you um if you have another uh, panache, if you're into comic books or Doctor Who or anything like that, check out the whole series mm-hmm. um, from Mad Norwegian. You can get them on Amazon. Um, I definitely encourage you to go out to their website. They've, they have a lot of different uh, anthologies and um, probably buy some of uh, your favorite geeks written out there. So check them out. <laughs> Well, this is our wrap segment where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and playing. And uh, we both have been reading Chicks Dig Gaming. So yes, absolutely. I think that we're uh, we're on the same page there mm-hmm. for a change. Well, I'll, I definitely will get something else started. I just pick one book right up right after the other. So you, you have gotten that new book in the mail, though, right? From your series? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, actually, I did. I I haven't talked about that. I forgot about that. Yes, I finished it so quickly. I finished it in two days. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I think that's a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely a good sign. Um, It was um, redeemed, uh, the last House of Night um, book, and it arrived on a Thursday, and I think I was finished by Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I was oh, really good. glad, too, because I didn't like the penultimate book. I, I tried right. to go back and read it in anticipation of the last one, the second to last book, and it just didn't hang for me. But um, the whole series was redeemed by the last book. It was it was good. So they sort of hit their stride again. Um, great storytelling, really nicely sort of tied up some loose ends with the story and... Uh, set up for a really nice future, uh, hopefully imagined. I can't imagine they'll, um, maybe they'll continue writing. I don't think that they have plans to at this point. I think this is the end of the the, the stories. But um, kind of like, you know how Harry Potter ended and you get that like flash of the future? Yes. You don't actually get a flash of the future in this. It just ends with like them talking about what their future plans are. Um, and I really liked the the direction that things took, so... It was good. good. It was that very is, good. That's really good. And hear. the language got a because they, they're getting a little bit older because it's it was a very teen novel. And in fact, that's what Isabella said when she read it was like the teen language is a little too teeny for her um, on some points. Um, 
and they they get a little bit better about it not being quite so overwhelmingly we know all the hip teen language <laughs> well good i mean i'm glad yeah. that the writers noticed that yeah absolutely absolutely well i picked up um i picked up chasing the dead the the third tim weaver oh nice. I believe it's the third no, it's a second Tim Weaver mm-hmm. book. I read, I finished the first one. I picked up the second one. I had started a zombie novel, um, and it's ca- it was called The First Days by Rhiannon Fratter. Mm-hmm. Um, Fratter, F R A T E R. And for some reason, I just wasn't into it. I don't know whether I'm worn out on reading zombie stories. I'm definitely not worn out on watching them. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. And I was like, eh, I'll just go ahead and read the Tim Weaver book. So if anybody's read the first, the first days, uh, let us know if it's worth going ahead and, and getting into it. I'd like to know. I, I got the recommendation out of uh, Entertainment Weekly, so it'd be nice to know. Cool. Very cool. So what have you been watching? I've been watching um, a bunch of sitcoms, mostly. Um, I think I mentioned them the last time we wrapped. Uh, I'm still following Bad Judge. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm enjoying. Um, another one of my, like, teen self and you know, um, guilty pleasures, teen shows. I don't know if I talked about it. I started watching over the, over the summer. It's called Awkward. No. It a recommendation uh, from my friend Julie. Um, and it's really, it's an MTV uh, network show. And it's on Hulu. And it's available also. The older seasons are available on Amazon Prime. Um, and it's a really kind of cute high school story about a girl who sort of accidentally becomes known as Suicide Girl um, oh, no. because she she's not trying to kill herself, but she slips in the shower and it looks like she was trying to like electrocute herself and take a bunch of pills. Um, but that wasn't really what happened. She just slipped. And so she becomes this like this that reputation sort of follows her and then molds her in her her high school experience um and yeah and it's called awkward and it's uh it's it's enjoyable it's fun and so there's some new episodes of that Uh, my friend julie got me turned on to that over the summer and uh it's it's pretty fun to watch cool yeah yeah what about you what have you been watching uh, well, I caught the first couple of episodes of uh, Constantine, and that looks good. I haven't watched it, but I look at it and I'm like, oh, maybe uh, no. It, it, you know, it's got, it still has potential. It's still, it's still there. I mean, it's early, mm-hmm. but it just was a little flatter than I was expecting it to mm-hmm. be. And uh, I'm not quite sure about the dynamic right now because it seems, it seems like that they're going to have rotating female characters sort of like they do on supernatural where you've got the one main guy and then like every episode or two is a different female right and that that kind of that's just hard to latch on to yeah because your your main relationship is uh constantly changing so yeah Yeah. makes it difficult i mean if he's if if he changes quote-unquote companions every every season that's mm-hmm. fine right uh, you know i wouldn't mind if they rotated out that way but they introduced a female character in the first episode and i'm like okay this is interesting i think i can i can go with her and then she leaves at the end and then yeah. there's a new one in the second episode and i'm like well i like her i wonder right. if she's the one that's going to stay right and she is for now and she's a little more broken Mm-hmm. And which makes her a lot more interesting. Of course, they're already starting the sexual tension between the two of them, which just kind of irritates me. Yeah, but. yeah, everybody has to go there. So, and I watched a fun movie. I watched Godzilla, the original. No, oh, no, the new one. 
the, the last one. Ah. I did it because my friend recommended it, and um, I was just goofing off. Tuesday nights are my night to, um, to myself. It's, it's uh, I do whatever I want night. Nice. And I rented that movie, and I had, actually, it was fun. Well, that's good. I mean, it was fun. I think they did a great job with the monster fighting. Yeah. And that was worth it. And it was worth it to see our kick-ass actor um, all beef caked up into a a full-grown boy. (laughs) The whole time I'm sitting there going, who is that guy? Who is it? Oh, my God, that's kick-ass. Scrawny (laughs) little guy from kick-ass. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. What about what are you playing? Uh, I am playing uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Oh, yes. I was talking to someone about that today, and I just, you never hear anything bad about it. No. Yeah, I got nothing bad to say. And I'm only like two hours into it right now, Um, but it was really fun because the first thing you do is you rescue Jack. (laughs) Like, that's the first thing that happens is you rescue Jack, and I won't give him much. Everything in you should be against that. Right, exactly, but... (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do. He's kind of, I mean, I tried. He was like there and I'm like, I can't kick you. You're down and I can't kick you. Um, but no, yeah, so you rescue him. And then he and then he self-sacrifices for you. Like he gets you safe. Wow. So it's yeah, it's like it's it's bringing some empathy into into Handsome Jack. So So what character did you roll? Um, I rolled Athena. And she's the 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 heavy, I think, the melee bruiser. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, she has a shield. Her action is a shield that um, that I chose uh, explodes at the end of its coverage. Like after it's done oh, protecting cool. you, it does some damage. Um, and so, getting used to doing melee fight, I could not for the life of me remember what key it was. <laughs> <laughs> to melee because I'm used to playing a sniper in Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to like I died because <laughs> I couldn't you know fight. I was out of bullets and I couldn't fight. Um, so I died and then I went back and I looked at the keys to figure out that it was V to attack. So um, so that took a little getting used to, but um, but it's fun and you're being interrogated by the old the old crew. So like Lilith and and uh, the old the original Borderlands crew yeah. is interrogating you about how you came to be where you are. So it's pretty interesting. I, li- I like it. I'm curious to see what it would be like to play Claptrap, but I'm not ready to compromise my mm. gaming time to <laughs> something quite so ridiculous yet. Wop, wop, wop. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. about you? Yeah. <laughs> what have you been playing? Well, I downloaded the demo of Civilization Beyond Earth. Mm. And the verdict is still out. Oh, I started okay. playing it, and I mean, it was like I was telling somebody the other day. It's sort of it's civilization with a different color palette. Okay. Um, you know, you're on a foreign planet, so things are like purple and green and yeah. stuff. Um, it's it's a little confusing because I feel like that right off the bat, there are an awful lot of requirements um, of things for me to mm-hmm. accomplish. And there are all these little alien bugs all over the place and poisonous gas. And I can't defeat any of those things. Uh, I can't defeat the bugs. And usually if it's a one-on-one battle, like with the barbarians, Mm -hmm. you can get rid of them. But in this situation, there's never one unit of bugs. There's four or five units of bugs and you cannot defeat them. Interesting. So I'm having to build up this huge 
contingency of military people on this foreign planet when my people need food. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm not quite sure how to how to work how that. to approach it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's it's an adjustment. I'm just hoping that it's it's an adjustment on me. Right. Right. That, you know, I remember one time being forever ago, uh, right after uh, The Sixth Sense mm-hmm. was such a huge success. Yeah. Um, M. Night Shyamalan came out with Unbroken or Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. And I was standing in Blockbuster and somebody had said, yeah, yeah, I went to see Unbreakable last weekend. And it was just nothing like The Sixth Sense. It was like, well, no. It's a new story. Yeah, it's a different movie than The Sixth Sense. <laughs> so I'm thinking that maybe this is my attitude adjustment that is uh, like, okay, this yeah. is not Civ. Right. You know, on the planet Earth. Yeah. Um, well, th- th- I, I was worried about that with uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel as well. And I don't know if you know about the mechanic. Um, when you get down, you're on the moon. And so you have to, like, um, you have to man- manage your oxygen, Yes, that's what, oh yeah, that's what somebody told me today, yes. Yeah. And, and so, you also have got low gravity or something. Yes, you also have low okay. gravity, so you jump and you, yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm really, I will fully admit, I am really bad sometimes with certain movement mechanics in games. Um, I don't do, like, Mark and I were playing WoW, and I was trying to get on top of a post that had a treasure chest on it. And you essentially had to walk down two and then you had to jump and like fly a little bit on your mount over to get to the next one. Mm. It took six tries for me to be able to do that. Yeah. And it should have been really easy because it really wasn't set up that hard. But I'm just not always really good with the finesse. And so I was having a hard time when I when I found when I quit the other day. um, There was a quest where you were trying to get stories back for one of the NPCs. And one of them is like hanging from a from a string or something like that and so you have to like use this uh this air pocket that bounces you up and then you have to propel yourself you have to slash it down grab it and then get back on you know to the land instead of landing in the lava i tried twice and i was like (laughs) i'm gonna go to bed now You'll get it. I will eventually get it. I, you know, it just takes it. But at that point, I had been playing for like an hour and a half and it was late. So I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I don't need to be this frustrated. But you do run from area to area and then eventually you get an O2 respirator that you have to make sure you manage. You don't run out of oxygen with. Yes. So that's cool. It's an interesting mechanic to add to, to sort of like the Borderlands play gameplay experience. They're very creative. They are very creative. I love very, them very for that. What they do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how we've been geeking out this week. You be sure and let us know what you think about. I'd love to hear what you guys think about Beyond Earth and mm. um, and Borderlands a pre sequel if you're playing. Yeah. It too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whether or not you rolled a clap trap. We'd love yeah. To yeah. How that <laughs> We'd love to talk to someone who's. <laughs> we'd love to hear from someone who's playing clap trap. We well, think well, well. we would love to hear from someone. <laughs> You may be too crazy for us. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. We'll see. But let us know what you've been thinking about the games. And we've got um, probably some exciting stuff. It's toward the end of the year. So we'll be talking about um, high-tech, low-tech, no-tech stuff to buy for the holidays and things to enjoy on your, your travels. And I'm sure for the holidays there will be new games being released and stuff like yeah, that. So there's some stuff. exciting conversations coming up. Absolutely. You've been listening to Game on Girl. You can find all our social media connections on our website, gameongirl.com. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. 
You can find me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R-H-O, R-H-O-O-M. You can email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com, or I'm also on Tumblr and Instagram. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, and on Twitter, I am DocLiz with two Zs, uh, same on Steam and uh, some various and sundry other places on the internet as well. Um, thanks to Lars from Mad Norwegian Press for yes. allowing us the opportunity to preview and check out Chicks Dig Games. Uh, do it. Go get it. Check it out. Buy it. Um, and definitely check out their other offerings, too, in the series, because... Uh, they have something for everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have coming up, Rhonda? Um, not too much toward the end of the year. It's definitely right now, right before Thanksgiving, kind of a lackluster time for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that Hillary Swank has got a new movie came out, coming out called The Homesman. I find the title interesting. The um, the male male actor Tommy Lee Jones and it's set in the wild west and Hillary Swank is a single woman by choice mm-hmm. and she has got a mission to rescue uh, three married women in her district I believe they're in Nebraska who have um, gone insane oh. and take them somewhere so that they can be taken care of interesting but she needs help and she happens to run across um Tommy Lee Jones character and she rescues him basically and says, you are indebted to me. Are you willing to help me get these women um, to a place of care? And he's like three crazy women going across country. That's a little more than I thought I was in for. (laughs) But it's predominantly a female cast. It even has Meryl Streep in it. And um, it, it just, it looks like another strong female um, Story. representation mm-hmm. by Hillary Swank in a time nice. period where strong women, women were not alone. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. That, that, that could be interesting. Nice it, it's probably the, the best looking role I've seen Tommy Lee Jones do in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. He's done some more interesting stuff lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was excited right before I got on the air to see that, uh, the second season of, uh, the Bletchley circle is on Netflix now. Nice. Yes, very excited. And uh, the third season of Ripper Street starts this week. Cool. And I believe... Oh, and also The Fall. Did you watch that with Gillian Anderson? I did not. Um, The season two of it starts. Okay. Um, And um, it... I've heard really good things about it, though. I heard she was doing a great job in it. Yes. Yeah. And I was obviously... I made a note here that I was going to make a really bad joke... The Fall, not a reference to Benedict Cumberbatch getting engaged. (laughs) (laughs) I know there were several women today who, (laughs) women and men today who all over. It's been all over the uh, the Twitter and the Facebook spheres. It's been it's been it's been the thing to talk about. Yes, yeah, (laughs) and that's what I did for Halloween. I saw. I saw Frankenstein, uh, Donnie Boyle's Frankenstein with um, nice. Johnny nice. Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch. I saw your makeup. Yeah. Go on my Tumblr. I did some Frankenstein yeah. makeup to go see the movie. Yeah, it was, it was great. Rhonda did a fantastic job. I actually thought you looked a little like Handsome Jack. Yeah, I, that was kind of like a Handsome it Jack was. thing, wasn't it? It really was. I was looking at it. And I'm like, I think she's channeling Handsome Jack here. Yeah. Didn't even know it. Yep. Borderlands is in my subconscious. It is. It is. Very cool. Anyway, 
Those are the things coming up. It's coming up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you haven't already, if you want to take a couple of minutes and give us a review on iTunes, that would be great. We're available there. We're also available on Stitcher Streaming. You can check us out on Radio Fubar and the All Games Network, where they stream our shows. Uh, We're also available for those of you on Windows phones through Podcast Lounge. These links, along with references made in the show, can be found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. And definitely check out this post so you can see where to get Chicks Dig Games. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on! Thank you.